Welcome to the My Intimacy Therapist podcast. I'm therapist and coach, Shade Giovanni. If you want to feel less anxiety in your relationships and enjoy a confident and spiritual intimate life, you're in the right place. So grab a cup of tea and a warm blanket and let's talk intimacy. Hello. I hope all is well with you. Control, mm, control and intimacy, these really are, ugh, I don't know that they coexist very well. And everything exists on a spectrum, right? So control on one side of the, the, the pole looks like tension and grabbing and making things look your way and perfectionism. And on another side, it looks like boundaries and protection. We wouldn't say it's bad to be controlling of, um, in the sense of putting up a security camera around your home or something like that. Mm, but control to an extent of feeling like you're, like you're locked away in your home and can't leave because fear and anxiety is ruling the show. That's a different story. And maybe that's the difference. That's what moves it along the spectrum is how much our fear and anxiety, the reasoning or motivations behind anything that we're doing. Hmm. So when we think about intimacy and your intimacy, so right now, your friends, your family, your significant other, whoever comes to mind, your child, what is the ratio of control happening, of fear, of anxiety, and what does that look like in that relationship? We're not saying that it's a bad thing. We're not doing labels right now. We're just talking about what it feels like and what it looks like. Does, does your body feel tight or irritable or racing or... You know, you just have to put things back in their box or else you feel like you're going to lose your ish. Or maybe you find yourself always wanting to, very lovingly, but always wanting to share your perspective because you think that if they would just listen to the way you want it, everything would be better. They'd be happier. Mm. Maybe you find yourself really defensive or argumentative if you were to be honest and look internally other people's opinions and perspectives just don't really jive with you well maybe you're a highly highly organized person and this is a strength of yours you have built a life that is efficient and a system that's unique to you and helps you to run well and helps others too. Others definitely benefit from you and how you are. But when it comes time to allow margin, you don't know how to do that. So whether it be like on a date, you've got to be the one to plan it because you want to be in control of it, but then you also can't or feel a little bit resentment to the other person for not doing things as you would, or not taking the reins as you want them to. And that probably looks very similar in a relationship where you know the right way. A plus B equals C. And so you get inflamed when your partner does things a different way that just doesn't make sense. You would never think to do it that way. You would never 
not think to consider XYZ factor and it just makes you feel like your partner is childish or lazy or inconsiderate, all of these things because their movement through life does not look like how you would move through life. I mean, honestly, if you're listening to this podcast, the chances that you've been through that or you feel that on a regular basis in relationships with people is very high. That's, that's why we're all here. It's a welcome environment for figuring out how do we reduce the fear and anxiety that makes us need to control. How do we reduce that? so that we can actually experience intimacy, this closeness and this mixing with another person who thinks entirely different than us, this other person who will disappoint us. And here's the kicker, just as we disappoint them, just as we fail and mess up and drop the ball and say rude things and are not pleasant to be around, Sometimes these other people feel that way to us, but rather than reject them from our system or try to push them back into a contained space that we can understand and control, like what would be little ways for us to exhale? I don't know what that answer looks like for you specifically, but I will just throw some questions out in the air for you to think about definitely pause the episode if a certain question tingles your brain because what i don't want is you to just kind of rush through this right (laughs) and um have your brain going but you're not actually absorbing anything so let's consider some stuff what does your body feel like when you know you're in a state of control Anxiety, fear, what does your body physically feel like? Do you get tense in your muscles, your neck, your hips? And if you're one of my vaginismus ladies, that one's probably extremely relevant. Keeping your pelvic floor tight without even noticing it. Your abdomen maybe even. Maybe you notice your heart racing really fast, really fast. Or your mind racing. Oh my goodness, it's almost like everything is going through your brain faster than you can grab onto it. Which is why I invited you to pause the episode so that your brain can catch up. You're considering what your body feels like. Maybe it's something that you do or say. A way that you respond to others in your life that lets you know you have stepped into control zone. You stepped into fear zone, anxiety zone. And so I'm thinking of the fight, flight, freeze, where your fight might be attacking them, um, lashing out a little bit, uh, changing the subject, um, making them feel a little bit less than sometimes, or flight. That might be avoidance altogether. You don't want to talk about it. You don't want to fight. You don't want to risk getting into a thing and so you squash it before it becomes a thing freeze might be your entire system slows down shuts down and you just can't integrate any new information you're numbed out your brain is foggy 
and that's what fear and anxiety looks like to you. And so your version of control is to withdraw, to step away from your person, to avoid going on a date or even avoid sex and intimacy because you just have zero tolerance for the discomfort of what it looks like to blend with them. What are some of the things you say? This might be something if you're really, really, really close with someone, you can probably ask them. What do you hear me saying that makes you feel like I'm afraid or anxious or being controlling? What do I say when you would consider me to be controlling? And listen to what they say, not with a heart of defensiveness, but with a heart of curiosity, because that is really valuable information for you to learn about yourself. Would love to know that about yourself. Is there a repeated phrase people have heard you say that they're like, oh my gosh, that that's it. That's the moment that I switch into control. Everyone has heard me say it. And then hearing these phrases reflected back to you, or if you don't trust anyone enough to enter into that conversation, just thinking about it for yourself, looking through your past journals, look at what you say and then consider from a state of just restedness and non-activatedness, consider, do I actually believe that? Or let me phrase it this way, to what extent do I actually believe that? Because if you're saying it, there's a really fair chance that some part of you believes it, right? Otherwise, you're just lying, and I don't, I don't think you just outward lie. So there's got to be some morsel of truth in there that you feel or resonate with and so to, to catch you up a bit here you're looking at your what your body does you're looking at what your mind does you're looking at what you say or do that helps you to notice when you have switched over into that fear anxiety and control state of being and once you've got that figured out once you're aware of it the next part is what can i do to help myself move out of it a little bit because we really don't want to put that up to our partner um was watching love is blind which (laughs) i enjoy maybe that'll be a different episode but um one of the i was gonna say characters these are real people one of the ladies was saying to her fiance like i need someone who can handle me um definitely understand the sentiment of feeling like if any part of you feels like you're too much or if you have a lot of really big emotions you want someone who's able to hold space for it have capacity to accept you as you are without you know reacting back with you cool but also we are on a growth and healing journey and so at no point do we stop there we want to have accountability for ourselves to handle ourselves We can't just look for our significant others to figure out how to handle this, figure out what I'm thinking, figure out how to help me calm down and not be anxious or sad. That's not their job. There are support. They are our partner, which is why I use the word partner a lot. They're our companion in life, but they are not supposed to be the sole healer or um, anxiety preventer or demon slayer of the things that we've got going on so at some point we've got to figure out for ourselves 
how do I help myself move out of control and into intimacy? What helps me transition? Conscious transition. And so if you say, I don't want to give you all the ideas. This is just a little idea. If you say, I need space to step away, de-escalate so I can come back to the situation, then hold yourself accountable to do that. If you say, hmm, I probably need um, to talk more. I probably don't need to just isolate and shut myself away because that's my go-to. I need to practice what it looks like to not run away. Okay, hold yourself accountable to that. And if you need help, maybe there's a trusted friend, a mentor, or and you already know what I'm going to say, a therapist who can help you practice it. And that's the thing about therapy. You actually get to practice it in the room with another person. In therapy, we're not running away. In therapy, sometimes we get triggered and shut down or flare up. And then we get to practice in that moment how to communicate with our therapist what we're feeling so that we can also know how to communicate it with our partner. It's like a, a mock or a trial, trial run of communication. And I know sometimes we just think about a therapy as our therapist is going to fix us. No, it's, it's practice, active practice. And the more we can release control and learn how to expand, relax, allow, receive, give, all of that flowy, you know, watery kind of movement, the more we can do that, the more that intimacy has a shot, a fighting chance at being part of our life. The more that we can hear and say, I love you, and not let the fear come up and clench us up at the thought of, oh no, but what if I get my heart broken, or what if they disappoint me again, or all the ways that that shows up. You already know. You know what your brain says. All we need are just little itty-bitty moments of releasing, exhaling. This is not about being perfect. (laughs) Perfectionism is another form of control. So this is not about you focusing on being quote unquote good at this 100% of the time. Stop thinking about it, that big picture way of accomplishing it. Just think about little micro moments that you can exhale. First, notice the control and the fear and the anxiety. And second, mini release. That's it. That's the whole task. Notice, mini release. Notice, mini release. And not measuring success by how easy or hard it is. Sometimes it's going to be easier, sometimes it's going to be harder. That's just kind of like the vibe. Notice, mini release over and over and over again. And at some point, you look back and you realize how far you've come. And I'm sure you have some mini, um, not even mini, but some things you can think of, of how you were one year, five years ago that you're not now. So you can do this. You've got this. Just bring it back into our baby steps. Notice, mini release. Notice, fear, anxiety, control. Find your way of doing a mini release so that you can have more intimacy. Of 
course, of course, of course, if you would like help, if you'd like to work with me, I would like to work with you. I am in the state of Georgia, and so if you'd like therapy, for couples therapy, sex therapy, any of that vibe, hit the link in the show notes. Visit myintimacytherapist.com, book a consult with me. Also do an intensives at times for folks who are willing to come on into Georgia for a couple days and get some work done, but um, all of that you find on my website. For those of you who are not in Georgia or just aren't able to work with me, please utilize all the resources. I've got those on my blog, on my website too, of different ways you can find therapists in your area. Got a couple favorite directories like Psychology Today, um, Therapy for Black Girls, Therapy for Latinx is I think another one of them. Um, then there's Latinx therapy, which is a different site too. So there's so many ways that you can get connected with a therapist. And honestly, at this point, social media is bomb. So you could probably hop on TikTok or Instagram and find a therapist by searching hashtags, right? So all of that to say, if you need support, it is available. Whatever it is that's going to help you get one step closer, you know what's coming to being fully seen, fully known, and fully loved. You got this. We'll talk soon.